Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. At Coastal, we believe in changing and enriching lives through the power of the Word. We pray that this message would be a blessing to you. Still there. Hey, Jerry. That's what? Now there's a little, there's a little difference, you know, in, in cultures, okay? But you, you're, you have to have some kind of system that you're born into, and that's what Jesus was born into that, and um, it shows, okay? But the, but the thing of it is, Luke is concerned about all humanity, Gentiles included, and so he goes all the way back uh, to Adam, and. Uh, uh, the other thing we, we think about is, and it's part of my, I think, part of my questions tonight uh, to ask you is, uh, where, where did Luke get his stuff from? Mark. See, Mark's written around 65, somewhere in that area. So we know just from the literature, just from, Liter- being able to talk about literature, we know that both Luke and Matthew are reading Mark at the, as they write. And they roughly follow that outline. Uh, thus we call them synoptics. They follow that outline. Uh, here, here's, here's oh, one of the reasons if not the main reason, if not the only reason that we know the ministry of Jesus was three years is because of John. Because he has Jesus visiting Jerusalem for the Passover every year, and there's three times in which he does it. Other than that, if you just have Mark and Matthew and Luke in front of you, you can really only make it into one year. Okay, I'm telling you, okay. So you'll, but you'll, you'll notice that when you read and, and when you uh, work through, the, through these things, okay. 90% of Mark is found verbatim in Matthew and Luke. 90, full 90% verbatim is found. Uh, so they're, they're using this as a kind of a, a skeleton to, to build uh, to build on, okay? Oh, and uh, unique material is is another thing uh, to think about. Uh, we, there are some things that are just absolutely unique. Let me give you one of the little cuties, okay? Hopefully, canalize you a little bit, okay? How many know about the woman had the issue of blood? And she spent her money. You remember what she spent her money on? Yeah, Luke, Luke doesn't mention that. <laughs> he, he no, he didn't mention the doctors. <laughs> I thought that was that's kind of cute. So we'll, we'll have fun with that. We will not overlook that, okay, when, when we, when we uh, go across that, okay. Uh, so, and, and, and we're, we're saying these things so that the message can really come to us. The unique material 
the unique, unique that, that only Luke brings us is like, uh, there's a lot of it, okay, but, but uh, one of them is the Samaritan, the good Samaritan. You, if, if, if he didn't write that, we wouldn't have that. The prodigal son, if Luke didn't write it, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have it, okay? So, okay, uh, so you ready for a pop quiz? Huh? Okay, let's do a pop quiz. I got five questions here, okay? Everything we did last week. Now, I mean, now I don't have everything we did last week, but everything that this pertained to is what we did last week. Reading the text. Try to be as specific and strict to the text as you can be. That's not a bad way to read the Bible. I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay. You ready? Who is the book of Luke addressed to? Who said that? Theophilus. Right down here. Theophilus. Now, this is, this is a hard one, okay? So... But you're thinking, Captain, remember, you have read this already in when we, when we had it up here on the board, in the text. What is the stated aim of Luke, stated in the very first few verses? Uh, that's where he got his information. We got that as a question a little later. <laughs> He is giving certainty to Theophilus. Accurate, I think your words were accurate record. Yeah. Uh, certainty is what he was looking for in the text. What or who is the major source to Luke's gospel? She already said it. Boom! Eyewitnesses. That was his major source. You had to be an eyewitness is what it sounds like. Or, you know, we, yeah. Was you there when Jesus preached a sermon on the prodigal son? Was you there? All right. After Luke gathered all this material together, what did he need to do with it? Now, this one we just discussed. It's not in the text itself. What? I can't understand. Boy, boom! <laughs> Got it right off the bat. Yeah, first thing you have to do once you get all this stack of stuff is to try to get it in some kind of order and for you, right? The last one's a give me. What's the name of the angel that announced the birth of John the Baptist and Jesus? Oh, wow, you guys are so good. <laughs> All right, if, 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 that's, if that doesn't help you learn, tell me, and we'll cut that out. We won't do that. We won't do pop quizzes anymore, okay? So uh, let me see. Uh, 
let's, let's begin where we left off. Uh, and again, we're not reading every word of the text, okay? Uh, we're going we're gonna to skip the songs tonight, okay? But we'll, we'll make note, if, especially if you have your Bible open to it, okay? Um, it will help you by just looking at it uh, so that you can see the song itself, all right? Chapter 1, verse 39, Mary visits, visits Elizabeth. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to the town in the hill country of Judah. I wonder why she wants to visit Elizabeth. You women, can you tell why? Why would you? I'm sorry? And what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're both, they're both uh, carrying children. Miraculous children. They're, they're both carrying miraculous children. And so they, they share a certain bond. Uh, and, and so... The, she, she hurried to a town in the hill country of Judah where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. And, and you know, uh, they, they're, they're related, you know that, okay? And, and so the children will be uh, related. Uh, but th but, but this, is our, this is our family. Uh, entered home of uh, Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. <clears throat> When Elizabeth heard Mary's greetings, a baby leaped in her womb. I mean, it's, it, I, of course, I'm an outsider. So I'm, a, I'm a man, okay? I, I understand that. But that's a miracle when you can feel that baby move. Yeah, I can only imagine what it would be like if it'd be your baby in you. You know, that's... What, what do you think that means? There's something real common. You know, God's at work. God's at work in me, and he's at work in you. Something real, real common with them, common to those two. Un unique in the experience of humanity, and obviously it'll be unique to them. Um, go ahead. Wow, there's a there's a Holy Spirit here, and it's it it it's in the text itself too. The Holy Spirit is there, so yeah, there's got to be something going on here. And uh, so, yeah, Bill. She's just a kid. She's just a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And looking for some solace and some comfort into in this unique experience that she's having. It's unique enough to have children. 
little, little alone to have been called by God and for, for you to have miraculous uh, birth going on with you. Yeah. And so the, 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 they're, they're enough similar that they can surely can find some uh, common bond there. And so uh, they, ne- they need each other. They need each other. Thank, and thank God that they, they have one another. Uh, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was, oh, there it is. I, I knew that was in there, uh, filled with the Holy Spirit, which I, it's this miraculous. And, of course, it fathoms my mind trying to understand about the Holy Spirit coming like that. If I haven't told you... Uh, the last year or so, I've been consumed with the idea of what in the world God wants. The last sermon I preached was, now what? Um, and that's what I dealt, dealt with there, okay? I, how, <clears throat> why would God even want to be bothered with me? Uh, I, I don't mean to put myself down. I, I think you can understand that. Uh, I'm, I'm raising that and, and here is how he's bothered with that. See? And it's telling us he is bothered with this. And he's doing something about it. My understanding, my mind is why would he want to? I mean, the whole universe is his. And anyway, so I don't have an answer for it. I guess you know that, okay, or suspected that. But there it is. There it is. God's involvement with humanity in a very special way now in these miraculous births, okay? Mary's a little bit more miraculous maybe than Elizabeth, but Elizabeth is on the path of miraculous birth as well. I think there is a three-month difference in them or somebody knows that. There's six months difference in them, okay? So, in a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. Amen. Amen. Thank God for that. And the realization that blessings and the call of God is not just to a joyous and wonderful and happy and giddy life. Her blessedness is also her cross because she'll lose him on the cross. So she is blessed in many ways, but then there is that cross that looms over them the whole time. And she will be there when he dies on the cross. You get it. Okay. Just, just understand that about God's call. I listen, that song is stirring me, and, and, I, and I remembered some dark days, and God never gave up on me. But I had some dark days. Maybe not as dark as your day, 
but still I had some dark days. And God was faithful all the time. And it's just a reminder, every day isn't like a giddy day. The blessings of God comes with responsibility as well. And they come with risk. Uh, and probably my issue is uh, the risk of failure. So, <clears throat> uh, I don't know about you, but they just seem so human to me. Mary and Elizabeth here just seem so human, uh, human to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. But we, we, we often don't treat them that way. Yeah. And, and uh, one of the things that some of the writers talk about in more general uh, about a, a passage like this is, thank God we're getting some female input into the scriptures. <laughs> but there's a lot of truth to that, isn't there? Yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. And uh, certainly Mary brings that to us, and certainly Elizabeth brings, brings that to us, okay? <laughs> and uh, I, th I, th I, th I think that uh, if you look at your Bibles there, and uh, you will see Zachariah's song. Can you tell it's a song? Is, is your, your, your Bible breaks that down and it reads like a poem rather than just regular prose? You, you should have that in, your te in, in the Bible that you have. You don't get, a get another Bible, okay? Uh, just so you know. <laughs> well, they have to, you have to be honest with, with what we know about the text, and the, what we know about the text is this is a song, okay? It's not a probably a song that I was, it's not going to be on the top 10 chart either, okay, but it, but it, is, a, it is a song, and every once in a while, you'll have someone who breaks out in song in the Bible, and you'll have, it could be, now we don't know this for sure, okay, but it could be that um, the early church sang this song. Now, there are other ones like in, in uh, Philippians, and I think we'll turn to Philippians probably a little later uh, and, and read some there. Uh, but uh, in Philippians, there's a song, and with all probability, was sung by the early church. Uh, they didn't have hymnals, and, and very often, many of them couldn't read anyway. I'm talking about first century, okay, first, second, third century. Uh, so they, they, they had these songs of remembrance that helped them. One of the songs that grabbed me in the last week or so was just him was, where could I go? How many of you know that one? Where could I go but to the Lord? <laughs> How many times that has helped me on Sunday morning singing, where could I go to the Lord? Because I had no place else to turn. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you, when, when you see this now, uh, it, it is in poetry form, and it, they didn't sing with melody like we do. They chanted, probably rhythmatically, and and that and, and much of their poetry doesn't rhyme like ours. Even if it rhymed for them, 
it wouldn't rhyme for us because we're in a different language, okay? So uh, just, just kind of uh, keep that in mind. But uh, Zechariah breaks out in song. It actually reminds me of Hannah. Isn't it Hannah, I think, who prays? And she has Samuel. I think that's Hannah. She, she prays to God to help her. And the, the priest, he's kind of dunderheaded. He can't pick up. He says, you're drunk. Stop being drunk and come into the temple while you're drunk. And uh, she had to straighten him out a little bit, help him out a little bit. And then he's, he realizes he's dealing with a, an honest and righteous woman, and he gives her the blessing that she so well deserved. And she goes home and has this miraculous birth, much like John the Baptist, uh, much like that. Okay, and then, but she breaks out in song whenever... Uh, uh, she gets this good news, get this news, good news from God. Okay. <clears throat> okay, that's, uh, is that, we need to go do the birth, is that the next one? No, Mary, visit, but why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. Amen and amen. And again, uh, we're, we're reminded that there's some kind of common thread with them because not only do they spiritually mesh, they are physically meshing. Is that a good word? It's not a good word to use there. Uh, they're congruent uh, in, in physical ways and in spiritual ways. So, and then uh, blessed. And, oh, did you see that she took the lesser role there right off too? Could you see that? Elizabeth took a lesser role. She was honoring Mary, and did you did you pick? Yes, yeah, and 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 so. Yeah, and and here it's a, it's really a young girl, so there's there's she has to have some understanding of what God is doing. In, in the life of Mary. She, she must have some understanding um, of, about that. Okay, now do we go to um, John's birth? Is that next? Yeah, yeah, the birth of the birth of the, birth of the Baptist. Um, and we, we have to keep making the distinction between Jesus and John the Baptist because in the early days, uh, people got them mixed up a lot. And, but, but thank God for writers like Luke to get this stuff down uh, and pass it on to us uh, that, that we don't make that mistake. So when it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. 
Amen. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they shared her joy. That's, that's a great thing there. Uh, every once in a while, you'll have something happen to you that is just terribly joyous, okay? I wish you would share that with me so I could get some of that joy, and I'll help you be joyous, okay? I, in, the, in the last church where I pastored, uh, this guy would get get a new car every once in a while. He, he was he pretty well off individual, and he would get a new car. When he'd say, "Hey Barry, I got a new car," I, oh no, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are all them buttons for? <laughs> that kind of thing. And we, we, we'd go out to dinner, and he'd show me the car and drive it, you know, that kind of thing. But you can't do that with everybody. You know, you, you, you can't do that with everybody. But I used to just enjoy that with him. And he, he was such a great guy, and he was so humble to begin with uh, that uh, you just uh, unzip and unpack a uh, whole bunch of joy because uh, that was one of the things he liked. Yeah. And so it's, it's great. The only way to, to make some joyous occasion better is what? Have somebody share it with it's almost now, I don't know this, okay, for sure, but it's almost like if I don't share it with Joan, it's not real. That kind of thing. It's, it's almost that bad, okay? Uh, but, I mean, we've been together a long time, so. so. Mm, or, or, oh, yeah. On the eighth day, by the way, this is something I got to say. You know how they always talk about how holy the Sabbath day and you can't do anything on the Sabbath day and all that kind of thing about the Sabbath day? That, you have heard that, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, here's, here's a lesson. Just, just from the out, I'm an outsider, okay? I'm a Gentile through and through, okay? Okay. Uh, life goes on. Just remember this. Life goes on. Sabbath day or not, what? Life goes on. Guess what? Women have babies on the Sabbath day. We call it labor, and they labor on the Sabbath day. Anybody ever raise question with that? Go like this. No, we never do, and we're not going to. <laughs> Amen? So the same way with the eighth day circumcision. If it falls on the Sabbath day, what do you do? Circumcise anyway. Put the priest to work, you know. <laughs> Give him something to do. On such a boring day as this, you know. So just, just remember that the, the Bible is real and life goes on. Thank God they went on. And thus, here we are. And thus, here we are. So, it doesn't matter. On the eighth day, what are you going to do with this baby? It's got to go, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I ain't going to like it. And I could just see, take me where? <laughs> do what? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. But it's on the eighth day. Now, what is that telling us right off about John the Baptist? Boy, is he Jewish. He's Jewish. And they are making an effort 
to follow the law as best they can. That's, that's what they're doing. Now, okay, uh, on, on the eighth day, they circumcised the child, and they were going to name him after his father, Zachariah. How many of you like names for kids? I love names. I'd like, very often, it, it, I would like to know your name, you know, especially if you have a, a, a different kind of a name, you know. Because if, like if I meet a woman like a waitress or something and her name is Sarah, I ask them, do you know what that means? About 50% say they do. They say you know, it means princess. And if, if they don't know, I tell them, you're a princess. Yeah, and so, uh, but I but I like names. Did I tell you the name of the last? We got more coming, okay? But the 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 last great grandchild of mine. Oh, listen to this! And I had nothing to do with this. I mean, they're in Texas. They're in Austin, Texas. I had nothing to do with this. I'd love to have something to do with it, but I didn't. Yeah. Okay, I'll go on. Oh, you ready? Jacob Alexander. Wow, what a handle. Huh? That's a great handle. See what you do with that. I can't wait. Uh, maybe I'll live long enough to see if this kid does anything or not, you know. <laughs> but boy, that's a great name, huh? King on every corner. Yeah. Okay, uh. I, I, let me let me say one other thing before we go on. How important this uh, being circumcised on the eighth day? If Paul was going to brag and he didn't, but he bragged that he wasn't bragging, it's hard to be humble. Okay, the first thing he says good about himself is what circumcised the eighth day. And then he, yeah, then he give a list of things, you know, the Pharisee and Pharisee among Pharisees and that kind of thing. And then when he reads off this list of all things that should make, yes, yes, all these things that should make him proud or make him the person he was to be, he says, I count that all but rubbish or dung that I might have Jesus. So while all this is good and it helps us understand and that kind of thing, I just want to remind you uh, that anything that you bring like that to God, that you ask blessing, he'll probably just say, set that aside. Just set that aside. And you have to set it aside so that you might have Jesus. He said, I count these things lost that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. Yeah. And uh, so uh, while all this is good, there's nothing wrong with this, and we're, we're setting a precedent, but uh, don't rest in this. Don't rest in this. The only thing you can rest in is in Jesus. Come unto me, all you labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Okay. 
Oh, they're going to name him after, uh, who, re who remembers the instructions uh, from Gabriel? John. you got to name him John. See, he's going to be a little different. Uh, he's not going to follow the family traditions. And if you remember that Zechariah got the message about John the Baptist when he was busying himself in the project of the temple, which makes me, you know, sometimes we preachers need another visitation, you know, at times. But we need, even though we're busy doing the things we ought to be doing, that somehow God breaks into that and speaks to us. Same way with you. You might be doing some. God may need to break into that and get this message. And his name's going to be what? John. But his mother, oh, oh, you know, they, they were going to name him after his father, Zechariah. But his mother spoke up and said, no, he is to be called John. There's that feminine input that we need so bad. There's that feminine input there. It, it's, it's a wonder that she has any say there whatsoever. And she speaks up. Boy, she's an uppity woman, isn't she? Just speaks up. Oh, no, you're going to call him John. Okay. I'm sorry? Yes. Yeah, you, that's where... And that's the thing. He's not just going to be here in this family. He's not. He has a bigger calling. He has a bigger calling. Yes, Linda. Yeah, oh, good. You got it. Yeah. Yeah, because we got to keep him from being too stupid. Please don't say no more. Yes, you're exactly right. Yeah. So that's why the men have to shut up sometimes and listen to the woman. <laughs> I got some real amen down here on the first floor. Did somebody else say that? Amen. Yeah. Uh, but but, but uh, she, you know, she speaks up in this, this uh, ceremony, you know, she speaks because they don't get it. And, and you got to get this. They said, uh, let me see, call him nine. Uh, they said to her, there is no one among your relatives <laughs> who has that name. <laughs> I just think it's just wonderful, okay? So I called my cousin, and I'm, and I'm talking, I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell it anyway, Joan. I'm going to tell it anyway. <laughs> Because I think it matters. I think it matters to John. I, I, I think it matters what's, what's going on here, okay? Um, my, mom, my mom and dad lost a child to a drowning accident when he was six years old early on before I was born or my brother was born, okay? And uh, I did not know this till just like a few weeks ago talking to my cousin. No, no, I knew the, the, the kid drowned, okay? I, I knew that. 
uh, but, but, I, but I didn't know that mom and dad only wanted to have one child. And that's why they only had one child, and then he drowned. Okay. And then my brother came along. It must have been very intentional. And my cousin, whose mother is there listening on the phone, is, she's 90-some years old, so she has all the great stories. Yeah, she's got all the stuff. And her husband, who has passed away now, was present when the boy was drowned. So I was really still fishing about how it affected the family. I'm trying to get along. Okay, uh, so, so she said, you know, your mom and dad only want to have one child. And so here come my brother along. Well, he is the one child, and here I come along 13 months later. And she's, this is what she said. She said, you know, Barry, uh, you, you just wear an insurance policy. You know that, don't you? <laughs> Isn't that great? I said, no, I didn't know that. And I said, I found out on this phone call that I'm an addendum. <laughs> because guess what? I'm not going to be like the rest of the family. I'm going to be different. I didn't know it at the time. And I always felt a little different. Still do. But I should. I didn't have any pressure on me. My brother took all the pressure. I had any pressure on me to live up to that boy who, had, who, who drowned, who had already become a saint in the family. You know how those things were. You know how those things were. And here I am. I'm just an addendum. I'm free until Jesus calls me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Nobody cared. What's he doing? I don't know. Whatever it is. It's fine. <laughs> I had no pressure. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I went. John is not going to be like the rest of the family. He has a different name. He's a dip, you you got to give you got to give him a little space. He's going to take it if you don't give it to him. Yeah. And we'll have a little bit of that. I think before we before we leave here, there is no among your relatives who has that name. Not one of them is an addendum. I am. That's me. Just an insurance policy. That's me. I'll take that any day. Amen? All right. Let's go. Uh, uh, then they made signs to the father, find out what he would like uh, to name the child. Now, the guy shows a little smarts here now. He's following his wife's footsteps here. He, shows. he, he asked for the uh, writing tablet, and to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, his name is John. Immediately, his, his mouth was open. Who mentioned that a while ago? Mentioned that? Uh, yeah, yeah. There, immediately, his mouth was open. Uh, immediately, his mouth was open, and his tongue was freed, and he began to speak, praising God. And all the neighbors were filled with awe. And throughout the hill country of Judah, people were talking about all these things. Everyone who had heard this wondered about it, asking, What then is this child? And I'll tell you, it's good for you to ask at the birth of any child, I wonder what this child's going to grow up to be. I wonder. Wow. It's, it's going to be, for the Lord's hand was with him. 
and we, we will certainly see that later in, in his life, uh, that that is true. So is, is that the end of it there? Yes, that is the, that is the end of uh, the, the birth of the Baptist. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, it, maybe I need to keep on saying this. His job is to be like the great prophet Elijah and prepare the way of the Lord. Now, that, is, that will become his job. We know that's going to be his job. He, he is not the one, but he is sent to prepare the way for the one. And how do you prepare the way for? By repenting. Repent and be baptized. Um, and, that, and that's carried on. Okay, now we have the birth of Jesus. Uh, uh, I, I want you to notice of how uh, he, uh, Luke, uh, sets it in time. And so you, you, if, if you were a historian, you could look back and find records of exactly when Jesus was born. How many of you have done that, done the B.C. and A.D.? And you, you've done that. I, I really couldn't settle down whether he was there six years off or three years off. Uh, but, they, but they moved that around what year Jesus was born in because it's easier to move that than it is to move all of the, the rest of, of, of that. I'm talking about B.C. and A.D.? Okay, all right. So, uh, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. Now, why would you want to know how many people there are? That's the, yeah, so we know how much to, to, to tax these people. We do a census here in the United States every once in a while. Was it every 10 years? You do a census, yeah. And... Uh, um, that has to do with uh, how many representatives you have. Yeah, yeah, right. So, so there, there are a lot of, and also they want to tax you. They see, want to figure out how to. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. They, if they don't get you here, they'll get it over there. Yeah. If, if they can't tax you, they'll tax the company that you do business with, and then they'll have to add on to uh, yeah. Uh, this was the first census that would take place while Quirius was governor of Syria. There's another way that you can, you, you have a, a record, you can figure out uh, when this was. Um, and everyone went to their own, own town to register. So I I assume that was like tribal uh, affiliations and, and that kind of thing, so that you had to go. But, but you knew where that was. You, know, you, you knew where it was. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, Joseph also went up from Nazareth to Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. Uh, this is roughly an 80-mile journey. Uh, that's, that's considerable. 
uh, with her in the condition that she's in. That's a considerable journey uh, to be on. Uh, but I, I, I assume, you know, the Ro Roman government doesn't care about that. Uh, that's, that's not part of their concern, okay? Uh, you guys will have to make do however you make do. Um, but this is what we're going to do, and this is what we require. And uh, so, uh, but, but we're told he is uh, of, the, of the house of David. Okay, let's go to our next one. Now, just to make sure that you see, he's meticulous in setting it in a particular time that you can figure out, okay? People realize that we don't have a lot of records of the Caesars either. I think there's about four authentic records of the Caesars. And we got a lot more records about Jesus than they do about the Caesars. I'm, I'm talking about reliable information, okay? Uh, so when, 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 when people say, you know, you, you, you can't um, rely on, uh, yeah, the, 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 I guarantee you the Bible's uh, much more accurate and is, is verifiable better than we have about the Caesars. And everybody thinks they know about all the Caesars. About four, about four real sources for that. Okay, we'll go to the next uh, next slide. Is is that it? Oh no, this is it. Okay, <laughs> he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. Again, the emphasis is this is a child of the Holy Spirit and not his. Okay, doesn't always come up that way because he'll be called father later in a bunch of different ways, but, but just, just so you get it right off. Uh, uh, while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. And uh, that, is, uh, that is such... I don't know how to... It could be more poetic and understandable. And, and, you know, John would say, he came into his own, but his own received him not. They had no room for him. They, 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 they just didn't have room for him. Um, and uh, you understand, the, these were not like the Holiday Inn. Uh, these were probably had a center cooking area, and then around this would be little stalls and probably not a terrible lot of privacy. And around it would be these little stalls. And uh, the only thing that the proprietor, proprietor would provide most likely now was some fodder for your animal and some fuel for the fire. You were responsible to take care of everything else. And so they had to buy that on common market and, and that kind of thing. Uh, but here she was. You know, she, she's pregnant. Everybody can see that. You know, and, and there's no room and provisions made for her. Uh, and, and, of course, it, it, is, it, is a it is a story about Jesus. He, ca he came to his own, and his own received him not. And there just wasn't any room for him to be born into the world, okay? And uh, so he, 
They would love him to take a back seat. That's what they would love. But he cannot, and he will not, and he will change the world. He will change the world. And uh, so you get the, uh, some sense of his lowly beginnings. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't come to this with some sense of uh, the, the, the way uh, Queen Elizabeth would, because she has the right DNA. She, ha- she has the right blood. And to be king, you have to have the right blood. What is that? He, um, my, my son-in-law, he had friends, and, I, and I, I didn't try to embarrass anybody. I wasn't, and I didn't, and I didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm polite enough in social gatherings. This guy was from England, you know, and you could tell his British accent and all that kind of thing. And I just asked him, I said, what's this queen about? It was polite enough, you know, and he didn't take offense at it, but he didn't have an answer. We sent King George packing. That's what we did. And that's the way you do it, okay? Because blood doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What does matter is how you conduct your life. And if you want help to conduct your life, I will tell you the best thing I can say is take Jesus Christ. He'll be a great help in time of need. And when that dark night comes, and surely it will, he'll be there for you. And you'll be saying like Simon Peter, to whom would we turn? For thou hast the words of eternal life. Some of the best words. Amen? Are we good for tonight? Probably no pop quiz next time. Okay, we need. (laughs) Well, y'all did really good, okay? Y'all did really good, all right? Let's thank God for this. Lord, we thank you for your word and for Luke, who was so meticulous and worked so hard to make sure that we could have something in our hands that was certain. And so we thank you for that, but we thank you most of all for Jesus who made room for us. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. You're welcome. I...